Welcome to the weekly podcast, Stand Strong. I'm Paul White. And I'm Noah Dieselkamp. Together, we look to God's Word to find energy and encouragement to fuel our faith. When our trust in Jesus is firm, we'll be amazed what God can do and accomplish in our lives. So let's turn to the wisdom in God's Word, a true and trusted source that is going to help us stand strong. Let's dig in. Well, hello to all who are listening today, to you, Noah, here in the studio. We're continuing season four in our Stand Strong podcast. We're talking about 21st century discipleship. We've looked at various ideas. We've talked about different subjects. I think today, Noah, is uh, the issue of alcohol, drinking, you know, followers of Jesus, those who are trying to learn from Jesus with a desire to be like Jesus. And the question comes up, you know, it's phrased sometimes, can a Christian drink? Should a Christian drink? But it, it revolves around the subject of alcohol. So we talked about this would be a good time for us to just deal with in a short amount of time, this very big subject on alcohol connecting it to 21st century discipleship. Absolutely. I'm glad that we get to do this together. It is uh, it is a big topic, and we're not going to have a lot of time to spend on it just because of the format of, of this discussion. But I think that framing it from this direction is really going to help us get to the heart of the issue, and that is we are 21st century disciples of Jesus. We follow Jesus. That's the core of who we are. It's why we do what we do. And if we cannot if we cannot bring that into this discussion, we're going we're gonna to come to all sorts of conclusions and we're going to have all sorts of disagreements. And we may have some disagreements anyway, but if we can enter this kind of a discussion with that idea in mind, we all want to follow Jesus better. As best we can here in the 21st century, we want to be his disciples. I think that really gets us on the right footing to engage in this kind of admittedly difficult discussion with love and with with a clear thinking and from a biblical perspective. Yeah, I agree. Look, I, I, I can tell you uh, in my limited experience, I've been preaching uh, for 32 years, had a lot of questions that revolve around alcohol. I can tell you, I have heard some bad sermons on alcohol. <laughs> now, that's one man's view. But this is our podcast, so, you know, I get to speak in the podcast. I've read a lot of articles. I don't agree with all of them I've read. So that's, I'm stating the obvious. People that are listening, you've heard a bad sermon too. Right. I'm not saying it's bad because you didn't agree with it or you didn't like it. I just, when I say a bad sermon, I just thought that they weren't being honest with the text. Right. You know, and so look, I, I think that's the part of the sensitivity to to this issue is sometimes we're hearing preachers take texts of Scripture and make them say what they were never intended to say. And, uh, you know, any attempt to legislate where the Bible doesn't is going to naturally take us in a bad place. Right, right. So I just, I want to state that. I hope we understand that. The Holy Spirit doesn't need my help in, in, in trying to Add things to the word because of my serious concerns that I have for it. I'm going to state my view right up front without any shame. Uh, I do not drink alcohol in any form whatsoever. There, there may be some in medicines that I take, right. but I'm not a drinker of alcohol. Certainly, I think the scripture clearly forbids drunkenness. And we, you and I talked about, we didn't feel the need in this podcast to go to those 
texts of scriptures that clearly tell us that drunkenness is sin. Right. So we're moving in a little different direction, aren't we? Right. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, and just to be upfront for our listeners, I know you already know this, but for our listeners, I am I am in the same boat. I, I do not partake in alcohol in any form other than medicine. Again, people will sometimes bring up the medicinal use as as a an example of how people are dishonest with the with the handling of this. I've never met anyone that's against the medicinal use of alcohol. That doesn't justify using it. If the Bible said it was wrong to use it medicinally, then obviously, regardless of what other people think, that would it would be wrong. So, all of that to say, I, I'm in the same boat. That's the that's the perspective I'm coming from as far as my my personal life and my personal convictions on this. But we do have to approach this from a scriptural perspective and make sure that we are understanding what the Bible does and does not say about it. And um, and yeah, so we're we're going to assume for the sake of the 20 minute podcast that we're doing that we know verses like Ephesians 5 and Galatians 5 and 1 Peter 4 that make it clear drunkenness is unacceptable before the Lord. It's listed among things, you know, like sexual immorality and orgies and and things that should make us go, "Oh, okay, that's, you know, that's gross. That that's that's wrong. That's against God." We know that. So let's move beyond the idea of drunkenness being clearly wrong, because that's not really the question that people ask. And it's not the question that people get sensitive about either. In fact, let's go ahead and and pause here for just a moment, because as we've talked about here in season four, we've been doing these question and answers where, where people can submit questions and we'll try to answer them to the best of our ability in just a couple of minutes. And a question that we have for that question and answer section just goes hand in hand with our discussion today. And the question is this, why is drinking alcohol such a sensitive subject among Christians? Why is drinking alcohol such a sensitive subject among Christians? You mentioned just a moment ago, Paul, that it was. And so I'd be interested in hearing what your answer is to that question. I think one of the reasons is because from my experience, those who have talked to me, so let's just take the side of those who say, like I like I argue for, that I shouldn't drink it in any form, in any amount, to any degree. And there is a side who, quite honestly, let, let's say you grew up in a home where, where you had a parent that was an alcoholic, mm-hmm. or let's say you, you've lost a child to death because someone was drinking and driving, got behind the wheel, your child. I I know those are real stories. Those are not just things that are hyperboles. This is real stuff. And we, we take our very, we're very passionate about things and we should be. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's why this is such a sensitive situation because you've got a side that says, look, this is so, so dangerous. And it is. It, it can ruin lives, and it can. So the safe approach, what everyone should do is what I choose to do. Right. Everyone else's conscience should be where my conscience is. So I think starting there is what makes one of the reasons this is such a sensitive subject. Right. I'm not saying we should start there with because so you, you heard a lot of things like <laughs> I feel and I think. Right. And I have offered this I on any question, really, but especially these big sensitive issues— I don't want to start with I think and how I feel. Right. I'm not saying it's irrelevant, but that's not the best starting place. But sometimes we bring that into our discussions and want everybody to feel as passionate about it as we do based upon life experiences. Right. 
And in turn, when when those experiences uh, dictate the discussion that's going on, there are going to be other people that see there's a relative inconsistency there with the handling of Scripture. And again, rightly so, we should be passionate about the right handling of Scripture. And so then you can get a sensitivity on on that side of the discussion as well. You're not being honest with the scriptures. You're not being honest with this topic. You're allowing your personal experiences to cloud the truth of scripture. And that can be taken as a very personal attack as well. And very quickly, we can see the discussion can devolve from what could be a productive discussion of what is right, what is wrong, what is wise, what is unwise, and into a personal, almost offense. I can't believe you would say that. I can't believe you would think that. I can't believe you would believe this. And very, very quickly, it's just division, division, division. Um, and I think that, that that type of cycle is what causes this to be uh, such a sensitive subject. So it's good for us to talk about that. I, I think early on here, as we get further into the actual questions, the actual question, um, to go ahead and answer that question from our question and answer. And as a reminder to our listeners, you can go into the description of this episode. You can click the link that says submit a question. We'll see that. And again, we're trying to answer just one question or so per episode, just for a few minutes. And if it goes hand in hand with something we're already talking about, that's even better. You know, that's, that's icing on the cake for us. But moving along, we, we want to move beyond the, the, Arguments from minority, you know, like medicinal arguments. Okay, we can set those aside. We want to move on from the the clear, you know, black and white of drunkenness is wrong. You know, we see that in scripture. The question is, can a Christian drink? Is it all right for a Christian to drink? Is it sinful? That's another way that we sometimes phrase it, right? Is it sinful to drink wine or to drink alcohol? I think that most Bible students... When they hear that question, we all we all go, and there's just this pause mm-hmm. because we know that what we say next needs to be carefully worded and it needs to be rooted in Scripture. Yeah. So I would offer this. I, I would suggest that we approach this question from another angle and approach it from this angle. Angle. Why drink? Mm-hmm. To what end? So now we're, we're moving it. We're, we're taking this discussion into the area of of concerns, and you've got different sides to this, but I'm drinking, but I'm not getting drunk. And I would want to move that into discussion. All right, what's the real purpose of using alcohol? Yeah. You know, and I I will defend that to try to start using alcohol, what's the motivation? What's the purpose? Mm -hmm. Somebody says, well, it's, you know, it's, the Bible clearly doesn't condemn drinking. And uh, I even heard someone say there are passages that speak of fermented drink in a positive light. I wouldn't dismiss that. I mean, I, I'm thinking of, here's the ones they brought to my attention. Psalm 104, 15, Ecclesiastes 9, 7. Mm-hmm. Drink your wine with a cheerful heart, for God has already approved of your works. I mean, and we find texts like that. So what's, it speaks of that in a favorable light. Or, you know, a lot of discussions about Jesus and water to wine. Right. You know, was there a degree of fermentation in that? And all of those questions uh, that we talk about, back to the sensitivity of this, but is, is it wise and good to start drinking? Right. Is the wise and good thing for a Christian to start drinking? Yeah. I think that... When we when we bring it into that discussion of what is the wise thing to do, and and to be frank, I think both of us are kind of showing our cards here as to 
why we mm-hmm. live, why we've made the choices we've made and what what choices we would recommend to others as well. We kind of show, I think we're showing our hands on that and that's okay. When we bring it into the wise and the unwise, I mean, the preponderance of passages in scripture that speak negatively or in a warning manner about the consequences, not specifically of drunkenness, but the, the consequences of wine or alcoholic, alcoholic beverages and, and strong drink, they far in, in number, they are far greater than those that potentially speak positively about it. And that should catch our attention. I'm not suggesting that it draws a specific line, but the fact that there are so many more, it should cause us to pause mm-hmm. and to think about, okay, so what is wise? What reflects the, the wisdom of God in how we live when it comes to our relationship with alcoholic drink? Yeah, and I keep coming back to the sensitivity, that question that came in about sensitivity. Look, there's already a sensitivity to some people who are listening to this podcast yeah, because what they're hearing, what they're thinking, at least maybe I'm doing, is calling into question their wisdom and judgment. Right. Say, well, how, who are you to call into question my wisdom and my judgment? All I'm recommending is same thing with me, and I'm not saying this is easy to do. Is anything that we choose to do, and say it's my life. Here's the choice that I'm making, and I'm ready to stand before God with the choice I've made. I hope that you are. I believe that you are. But the hard thing is, why are you choosing? What influenced your choice? Yeah. I mean, what is influencing your choice to start drinking alcohol even though you don't get drunk? You would never want your children to see you drinking. You would never want them to be aware of the fact that you drink And here's your judgment about a matter, and here's how you see this matter, and here's how you practice this matter. But are you 100% guaranteed that you cannot influence someone else, that even though you do something in moderation, it doesn't influence someone else to do something in excess? That's why I offer that serious concern. I mean, this is not an easy thing for any of us to do, is think about why we made a choice and why did we even start down that road? Right. Of yes. What what is called social drinking? You know, we typically hear that. Right. That's and that's and that's typically the the clarification that we'll make. Okay, social drinking to to distinguish it from the idea of drinking to get drunk. And there is no doubt that culturally, that's kind of the norm. Right? Is drinking to get drunk? People bury their their emotions and their sorrows and their difficulties in in a night of drinking, whether it be in their home or in a bar or whatever, that's what we see portrayed in film and in books. And I'm sure uh, is lived out by many people in, you know, every evening in our area. Um, But that, again, that we don't want to go all the way into that discussion because that's not what's being talked about. The, the, The question is why, why drink? And I think that that's a really probing question. And, and, I, th- I think sometimes we have trouble when we get into those kinds of probing questions. We we automatically, because I know that people have asked me a similar question about not about alcohol, but about other habits that we choose for our lives and things that we engage in in our lives. And it can feel a little aggressive. Well, why do you do that? Because I want to. Because I have the liberty to. Okay, that's fine. You You may have that liberty to you know, in my case, to listen to that music or to watch those movies. 
Yeah, you might have the liberty to consume that media, but why do you? Mm -hmm. And if the answer is because I want to, because I enjoy it, that could be a valid answer. But we have to consider the question that goes with it is, and that is, could I be doing something better? Could I have could I have made a choice that is more glorifying to God? And now we have to be careful with a slippery slope here because there's always something. I mean, right now you and I are recording a podcast, but we could be spending this time in prayer, mm-hmm. right? So we have to be careful with that kind of comparative argumentation. But there, there is, there is worth to those kinds of probing questions. Why do I choose to do what I do, and am I doing it? to the glory of God. Yes, I agree. You know, I've preached a lot on grace in the last couple of years. You preached recently on grace. I love the context in Titus 2, and I still offer to people, you can't do any better than taking an honest heart, and I am not calling anyone dishonest who disagrees with me, (laughs) but you can't do any better than take an honest heart into the Word of God. An honest heart into the Word of God is a hard race. Just because a preacher says it, just because you've always believed it, doesn't make it so. So the honest heart into the Bible, the text of Scripture, you can't do any better than that. And there's grace passages that have a context like Titus 2 that clearly tell us that God's grace appeared to all men. Depending on the translation, you'll have grace teaches, instructs. I love trains Mm -hmm. in Titus 2, 11, 12. And it says that from the positive side, it is training us. Grace is doing this. It is training us to live this way, soberly, righteously, godly. And if you look at those terms, soberly, maybe you'll have sensibly or maybe you'll have self-controlled. And again, that's not just a discussion about alcohol. It fits, but that's not the only issue. It's a life that is controlled thinking that is sensible, that produces actions that are reasonable. And he uses righteously there as an adverb. It's just being upright. Mm -hmm. And as I read that, I do think about a concern for what ultimately just pleases God and is the best for other people. And then he uses a big term, godly, Mm -hmm. you know, that I think gets to the core. Really, all three of them do. If If you weave all three the soberly, righteously, godly, if you weave those all three together, here's my judgment in this. He's appealing to someone's heart. He's wanting me, trained by grace, to examine my motives in every decision, every action I choose. Mm -hmm. And I'm not telling you that's easy. I'm not saying that I haven't grown in this area. I'm not saying that 30 years ago I made a decision and I thought it was the godly decision. I was examining my motives, and I wanted them to be pure. And grace kept training me. The Holy Spirit kept doing His work in me, Mm -hmm. you know, through the Word and through life experiences. And you grow to a point, if you're just saying, Lord, I I want to be a disciple of Yours. I want to be in Your schoolhouse and learn from You. All I want to do is make those life choices that honor You and put me in the best possible place and position to bring others to you. Yeah, I want my kids to grow up choosing you, having a faith of their own. I want others in the church that I'm a part of to look at me and say, "Hey, I really, I want, I'm really encouraged when I'm around them." Yeah. You know, and and those, I know that's not an easy thing to think about, 
but I think that's where we ought to start with any life choice that we make. Yeah. Not can I, but should I? Yeah. And that that is a really difficult question to grapple with, but that is to to have a play on words. That is the heart of the matter is what is the heart that we're bringing before God? And so if you're listening to this today and you're expecting us to come down with a hard line as far as uh, what you must do in your life when it comes to alcohol, I think you're listening to the wrong podcast. We're not going to come down with that <laughs> with that hard line. But something you said just now, Paul, I, I, I just want us to really to mull over. I want us to spend a little bit of time thinking about, and that is the fact that we need to be going to God through his scriptures and in prayer saying, God, we want your grace to train us. I think that's a worthwhile prayer. And I was wondering if real quickly you could you could lead us in a prayer, just asking for God to lead us in grace in this area and others. Yes, yes let's pray. God, we're just so thankful that we have a Father like you, a God who cares, a God who's powerful, a God who has already demonstrated unmeasurable love and poured out grace in our lives through the free gift of Jesus, through the Spirit who's the revealer of truth. God, you just are at work in this world. You're at work in us. And we humble ourselves before you, asking for your help, asking for your wisdom, We just want to make choices. We just want to make decisions that honor you, that reflect the beauty of your son Jesus in every way. Uh, We realize, Father, that this is an area of disagreement, but we just want your spirit to lead us through the word. We, We want to make sure that the actions that we take and the decisions that we make uh, will bring us closer to you and will be such that others will be influenced in a positive way. Uh, Soften our hearts. God, use us in ways that bring you glory. And we ask all of these things in faith, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Paul. You know, I know that we're already uh, getting near the end of our allotted time for this podcast, but I don't, I don't want us to end too abruptly or too suddenly. And, and, I also I want to share a little bit of just personally uh, my my convictions, my beliefs, and and really to to sound mushy gushy, my heart in this matter. Um, I think a lot of people uh, who know me and a lot of people who might hear me on a regular basis when I get up in the pulpit might think, "Well, this is you know this is cut and dried for Noah. He's you know he grew up in a Christian home. He's a preacher's kid, et cetera, et cetera." So, of course, he, he doesn't drink alcohol, and that's the decision he's made, and that's the stance that he's going to take. And so I, I want to real briefly just say, um, you know, it has not always been a clear-cut decision for me. Uh, it's not something that I—it it is consistently something I have decided not to engage in, but not because I have not spent days and nights— thinking about it and thinking about whether am i am i making the best choice am i am i denying something that god has said is good you know and and um it is not for lack of of thought and prayer that i have come to that conclusion and i want to share something that i i recently heard a perspective that i heard that for me 
I think has solidified where, where the decisions that I have made and, and will likely carry that into the future as well. And that is this. Um, I don't want Satan to win. Mm-hmm. I don't want him to, to tempt me any more than he already does. I don't want to give in to sin any more than I already do. And I, I know because of experience in people's lives around me and the, the science that we've observed, the effects of alcohol and all those kinds of things, that if I begin to drink alcohol, I, I feel like for myself, I'm going to give Satan a foothold that he does not need in my life. He does not need it. I have enough trouble turning sin away when I am 100% in control of my capacities. And I don't want to, I don't want to be at 95% Maybe. or 90% or 50%. I, I want to be at 100% as much as I can. And for me, that is enough for me to be convicted to say, I, I'm not going to do this. I, I can't do this. And that's not me saying that now you have to believe that way or feel that way. But I wanted to share that for me because that has been an incredibly convicting thought for myself when I've considered this subject. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you sharing your heart. That was worthy to be said. And I appreciate all who are listening today. Remember, we're just thinking about 21st century discipleship. We're not trying to make it about ourselves. We're not trying to make it about uh, any kind of creed that we've established or set up. We just want to get into the text of Scripture. We want to make sure that our motives are pure in everything that we do. Uh, because ultimately, in the end, we stand before God as individuals, mm-hmm. and God's going to always do the right thing. He's the judge. We are not, but He's given us of His Spirit. He's given us His Word. He has warned us in principles because He loves us. We're just trying to ask ourselves the question again, not can I do this, mm-hmm. but should I? Yeah. And uh, so thank you for today. Uh, As always, uh, these are opportunities that we have to share with you. Please, we want to hear from you, uh, even if it's on alcohol, even if something that was said today, you want you want more clarity or you say, hey, uh, I disagree. And here's why we want to hear from you. Please let us hear from you. Thanks for listening today. Where are we going next week? Lord willing, Noah. Uh, Well, next week we are going to be considering modesty when it comes to 21st century discipleship. How should a follower of Jesus Christ consider and live out the idea of modesty and some of the things that go into that discussion? So that's where we'll be going next week, and uh, I'm looking forward to that discussion, and I pray that until then we can all stand strong in the Lord. Thanks for joining us in God's Word today. We hope you'll continue to join us each week as we consider how to deepen our faith in God. Here's some good news today and even this week. With God as our foundation, we know that we can stand strong. 